Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose. This is TMA with Nick Hamilton. Wake your goat mouth ass up. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what this is coming down through the audience. What look like he just came out of the basement. TMA with Nick Hamilton. You know what I'm saying? Thank you because now. Welcome to another edition of TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this planet. Hope everybody had a good weekend and a good start to the brand new week. We have a whole lot to unpack on this episode. So first and foremost, what I need you to do for me is go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA and catch me on Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213. Also have to introduce my producer to the stars, engineer extraordinaire, Big brother Jake, aka Jake Warner, his government name. What's going on, man? How you doing? Man, I'm feeling great, man. A lot of lot of good things happening over the weekend, man. I'm feeling lovely right now. Yeah, a lot of good things, a lot of bad things happening over the weekend, but oh yeah. Let's get to it. If it's going on in the world of sports and entertainment, you know Nick Hamilton is gonna speak on it. It's time to get it popping. So, of course, we had the NBA playoffs. We saw what happened in game. We had two game sevens in the NBA. Had a bunch of game sevens in the NHL, which were a lot more hell of exciting than the last two game sevens of the NBA. But before I get into that, of course, I have to I would be remiss without talking about a tragic situation that happened over the weekend on Sunday uh, in located in Buffalo, New York, as a white um, man who was a shooter. Uh, decided to enter a neighborhood that was predominantly black and primarily into a grocery store and shot and killed 10 uh, black folks that were shopping in the store. Um, according to the reports, um, he had a gun with the N-word scratched on it. He also had a helmet with a GoPro. I don't know if some of you may have saw, seen the video, rather, where he was about to shoot an unarmed white individual that happened to be laying on the ground almost in the fetal position. And the guy, the shooter told him, oh, no, not you. Sorry. And moved on and continued to fire off rounds inside the store. Um, Here's the thing that gets me. This was a domestic terrorist situation. Call it what you want. It was not a mass shooting. It was a terrorist act. This was an anti-black racist hate crime. And the only thing that's going to continue to change is the weather. Because nothing else is going to change until those who are in positions of power, a.k.a. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, those who are in the Senate, House of Representatives, begin to pass an anti-black racism law. Period and begin reparations that's it that's it because until that happens you're going to see more and more stuff like this unfortunately when you let people like kyle rittenhouse off scot-free who came in there who's a known white supremacist who came in there to aim and shoot people who look like me who look like other black folks Unfortunately, he, he also shot some white people that I guess the court deemed that mattered. But I believe all human beings matter as far as I'm concerned. But as far as my community goes, there's no excuse for this type of terrorist act. And the fact that they brought this guy in, I'm talking about the shooter in Buffalo, un, unharmed. He wasn't shot or wounded. He wasn't beaten up. And it's brought him into custody like it was no big deal. Do you recall the time where this other white kid w- rushed into a church in South Carolina and shot the parishioners who happened to be black in that church? And they took his ass to Burger King on the way to the jail. He wasn't wounded. He wasn't beaten. Now, let somebody that looks like me or me or somebody looks like Jake walking with a toy gun or a plastic gun. We're getting shot on sight. 
Okay? That's just the harsh reality of it. And the thing that gets me is the fact that I, I, I'm not even confident that justice will prevail in this, in this situation. And that's a sad commentary. I was born and raised in this country. And that's a sad commentary to, to, to have no faith in the justice, so-called justice system. In 2022. Now, first of all, the, the, the people who had perished as a result of this act, and I want to give them reverence and I want to read their names. Roberto Dury, 32 of Buffalo. Marcus D. Morrison, 52. Andre McNeil, 53. Aaron Salter, who was the, the hero. Let me highlight Aaron Salter because he was the hero. He was the ex-Buffalo PD who was the security guard who actually saved more lives by trying to stop this white gunman and, and get and sacrificed his own life. So I want to make that abundantly clear that Aaron Salter is a hero. And I know a lot of the media outlets are not going to highlight this, this man, but I want to highlight him because if it weren't for him, it'd be more, it'd be more, even more dead bodies. Geraldine Talley, uh, Celeste Cheney, Hayward Patterson, Catherine Massey, Pearl Young, and Ruth Whitfield, all of Buffalo, New York. Rest in peace. And to the coward who shot these individuals, I hope, you, I hope they have to pump sunlight to you. I hope they throw you under the jail. I hope you get your ass whooped in jail by those people that you say you despise. I really do, and I don't hold my tongue, and I ain't taking it back. You got a problem with it, turn the damn show off. Because I don't care. Because I'm tired of seeing this stuff over and over and over again. We, can't, we constantly see this stuff over and over again, and nothing freaking happens. You give us a little, you get a few coins over here, and, the, and, the, and the everything else is supposed to be rosy. No. If it's justice, then justice needs to prevail across the board. And it doesn't. And that's the problem I have. Again, if you don't like what I got to say, turn the damn show off. I'll be all right. But I'll be damned if I'm going to sit up here and not take advantage of the responsibility that I have on these airwaves to not at least say something in regards to when something is wrong and try to bring some type of awareness to an ever-growing problem that has persisted here since the beginning of when, when the United States began. And until laws and bills are passed for black folks, not people of color, not just immigrants, I'm talking about black people, African descendants of slaves, black folks. When laws and bills are starting to be passed and we start getting some econ economic uh, assistance when it comes to being able to fund businesses and get and fund us getting more better socioeconomic conditions, then that's when I start to see some type of change. But until then, miss me with the condolences, miss me with the whole, oh, we're just going to pray and hug. I don't need no prayers. We don't need no hugs. And that's as far as I'm going to go with that because I don't want to get kicked off these airwaves because I'm going to say something I can't take back and I'm not going to take back. So I'm going to keep on pushing. All right. The NBA playoffs. The Phoenix Suns got obliterated in Game 7 on Sunday. That was the worst performance I have ever seen in NBA franchise, probably since, what, 08, when the Dallas Mavericks got blown? Jake, am I correct in that? Yeah, absolutely. So the Dallas Mavericks got blown in 08 because they were the number one seed that year. Yeah, they, they were supposed to go all the way. They were picked to go all the way, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they got dropped like a bad habit, and yeah. Now, this this time, it's Phoenix <laughs> got dropped like a bad habit. Man, they got dropped like ninth grade algebra. Which I dropped like and let me <laughs> <laughs> And let me tell you something. Dallas put on a clinic. Yes, Now, the, the ironic thing is, Luka is the real deal. I, but I will say this much about the Dallas. And, and, and let me say this before I go any further. Credit to Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd has proven he is a hell of a coach. I don't want to hear no excuses about woulda, shoulda, coulda from you myopic Laker fans out there, or you Clipper fans out there. Well, if we were in the playoffs, 
they, they wouldn't have went for well you're not so sit your ass down and, and fall back and enjoy some good basketball for a change because apparently your two teams couldn't do it that's why they're in cancun <laughs> now props to jason kidd and mind you laker myopics laker fans you had a chance to get get jason kidd as your head coach but your organization the many heads the many faces of the organization chose Frank Vogel over Jason Kidd. How'd it work out? Jason Kidd has done a remarkable job with the team that he has had. Now, mind you, let's not let's not forget, Jason Kidd is the same dude that took the New Jersey Nets at that time to the NBA Finals twice against the, the mighty, mighty dominant LA Lakers. He just didn't have the right team because Kobe and Shaq were just dominating. They just had a better team. It's just what it was. It doesn't take anything away from Jason Kidd, but Jason Kidd didn't have Kobe and Shaq on his squad at that time. So he wasn't winning squat. But people forget Jason Kidd was a good coach. He got his team to the finals twice. Now he's taking Dallas to the Western Conference Finals with Luka Dantich, who is the real deal. Luca's taking his his battles, he's taking his his bruises, and he and he's turned them into triumph. And he was so sinister, and he was so savage in Game Seven because every time he knocked down a shot, he's turned and smiled and had that Joker laugh and just looking at the Phoenix Suns bench and just saying, "Yeah, miss me with the yeah." You want to disrespect me after that press conference, D Book and CP3? You want to disrespect me? I'm gonna show you disrespect. I'm gonna do my talking on the court though. And they held the Phoenix Suns to a low 27 points at the half. Man, that was terrible. They gave him an ass-whooping of epic proportion. Luca and and Jason Kidd should be arrested for the criminal behavior they they, they imposed on the Phoenix Suns. They just manhandled them. I mean, they Florence and Normandy them. (laughs) Oh, you went there. (laughs) I mean, goodness gracious. D book and CP3 combined for seven of 22 shooting up for three quarters. Chris Paul had one point finished with five points. And let's be clear minus the two games early on in this series where the Phoenix Suns looked like the number one team in the conference. They went from sugar to crap because they didn't look us. They looked the shell of themselves and that's being nice. Because Dallas figured it out. They 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 transitioned. They made sure they made adjustments along the way. They played defense. And the thing about it is, they did the, the Phoenix Suns never adjusted. They just said, we just gotta play better. We got these guys. And I believe they have a bit of overconfidence at some point throughout the series, which cost them because they got caught slipping like a bad transmission, especially in a game seven at home in the Valley of the Sun, where you got burned by Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks. Really? CP3, and I've said this on on Twitter on Sunday, that championship window is shut, closed, and is nailed with super glue on it and epoxy glue on it. He's done. He's never winning a championship unless he becomes a coach. That's over. I don't care if he retires or comes back. It's over. He could compete. Yeah, the Phoenix Suns would be in the playoffs. Sure. Anybody can be in the damn playoffs these days, the way they got it centered. But here's an interesting comment that Patrick Beverly of the Minnesota Timberwolves, who is a former teammate of CP3 with the Clippers, had to say about what the what he feels the league and players in the league think about Chris Paul. And he's talking with ESPN's own Stephen A. Smith. But that's the game to a point where he's he, he gets all the petty calls, all the swipe throughs at the end. I mean, this guy is out, man. We're going to be honest. We want to be really honest. Yes. He should have fouled out. He should have fouled out. The last game, too. You see the replay against Bronson. Hit him on the shoulder. Hit him in the mouth. Ref don't call anything. If that's me, oh, review it. Oh, flagrant one. If that's him, they don't call it. So let's not get it twisted, man. He should have fouled out. He can't guard. He literally can't guard. He can't guard. Yeah. He, you, can't, he can't. Chris Paul can't guard anybody? Is that what you say? I, 
Did you see that? No, he can't. Everyone knows that. Excuse me, excuse me. No, no, no. I don't know that. I haven't heard anybody tell me that. You, yeah, because you haven't suited up. You know, guys don't like to tell you all the truth. You know that. Because they scared. They scared. They scared what you're going to take with it. No, 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 no. He's right about that. They will lie. He's honest. They will lie. That is true. He's not lying about that. Man, CP can't guard nobody, man. Everybody in the NBA know that. Everybody knows that. What we call them? Cone. You know what you do with cones? Like when in the summertime, you got a cone. You make a move. What does the cone do? Stay still. Exactly. Yeah. He's a cone. Stop playing, man. Everybody that knows right. that. Everyone knows that. It's just y'all don't want to accept it. Wow. Now, I don't know. I can't, I can't say Pat Beverly is lying about talking to other players in the NBA because he's in the locker rooms. He's in the NBA, right? So I'm not going to sit up here and say he's lying because I don't know. Okay, I'm not in I'm not in NBA locker rooms like that. And guys talk. We know that players talk. But what I will say is it is a tragedy and it's terrible how he was he disseminated that conversation. And he came off his sodium levels were way high. <laughs> because first of all, what a way to kick a man down. To me, I thought that was very cowardly. I thought it was very cowardly because you kicked this man while less than 24 hours after he got his ass kicked, you're going to kick him while he's down. And this was a former teammate. Now, apparently there's some issue between CP3 and Pat Beverly, and that's fine. You got issues with a guy. You got beef with a guy. That's fine. But for you to come on national television and to sit and berate this dude and to put an air out all the dirty laundry like you on TMZ or Jerry Springer, and you sit up here with a straight face as if you don't come off like you're salty, and you expect people to believe it, man? Please, you sound salty as hell. Whether you're, whether there's some truth to your your madness or not, the way you disseminated that was appalling, and it was no excuse for you to talk like that. Now, if you want to just break down CP3's lack of defense or playing defense, fine. That's an that's an analytical aspect. Totally fine with that. But when you went personal and you started digging and digging and digging. I have no respect for that at all. And a lot of people didn't either. Damian Lillard, Matt Barnes, which they were completely correct in what they, those two said. Completely correct. And coming up on the other side of the break, I, is, is this still Giannis's league for some of y'all? Include my man Jake. We'll get into that on the other side of the break. You're checking out TMA with Nick Hamilton on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungo Bailoa. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Every What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see fine. what's a bad idea to do that? I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. And then oh, you give me that puppy look back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good thing nobody can see you crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home. Privacy of your own home. Watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. 
Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word won. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. you, you got to take those losses. you got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2249, iHeart Latino. Welcome back to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Make sure you check us out at nightcastmedia.com, your segue and gateway to sports, pop culture, community, tech, entertainment, all rolled into one. That's nightcastmedia.com. All right, y'all. So before the break, and of course, you know, Jake wanted to throw something at me because I threw him in the mix because I'm I'm about to talk about his <sighs> favorite basketball player. Oh, now, now we're getting out of hand. Right. We're getting out of hand now. Come on. Stop. Stop. <laughs> really? Y- 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 Giannis ain't your favorite player He's to watch? He's not my favorite right player now. Right, now. right now. No, no. Wow, but you sure was caving up for him a couple weeks ago. Oh, here we go. Just because I was making a point at at him being great does not mean he's my favorite. Right now, it's John Moran. John I, Moran is my dude. I, I, okay. I really admire that dude's game, 100%. He's, the ne- I'm he's up in, next. I'm going to get into your boy Giannis in a second. But DeAndre Ayton, because now there's talk about, obviously, he didn't. they didn't offer him a max deal last season. He was playing on a, on a one year, basically the last end of his of his deal on his contract. The last year, DeAndre Ayton was like that old lighter that flickers, but you gotta you gotta hit it a few times before the fire comes out of it. That's how y'all know I don't smoke. <laughs> um, so he wants max money now. Technically, he'll be a free agent. He wants max money. I'm one to think that he doesn't deserve max money, and I'll tell you why. Now, before Chris Paul arrived in the Valley of the Sun, DeAndre Aiden picked number one overall at the University of Arizona where he played his college ball, where he was a man amongst boys, and deservedly so should have been picked number one or, be the, you know, uh, excuse me, been the first pick for the Phoenix Suns. He was averaging a double-double before Chris Paul arrived. Then he had to sacrifice some of the ball touches, some of his points, because now he had a facilitator in the rotation next to D-Book. And 65% of the time, he scored against mismatches, right? I don't think DeAndre Aiden is a max money guy. But because here's the thing. You have to be able to create opportunities for yourself. Guys are no longer going to sit up there and going to just, just willingly dump the ball into you because they're going to create opportunities for themselves, the wings, they're not going to necessarily look out always for the big man. Look at Joel Embiid. Look at Joker. They have to create opportunities a lot of times for themselves because there's nobody there to facilitate and create those opportunities. 
whether it's getting the ball off the rim, whether it's creating a second chance opportunity, whether it's blocking shots, altering shots, whatever it is to be engaged in the game. The one thing I can say about Shaquille O'Neal in his prime, which is why we call him the most dominant ever, because that's exactly what he was. Even when I mentioned in the last segment about those Laker teams with him and Kobe in the 2000s, where Shaq wasn't always getting the ball, but when he he made his presence known and he made sure he got the ball and created opportunities for himself when he needed to. And that's something I do not see consistently in DeAndre Ayton. Now, you want to call yourself a max player and you believe you're a max player? That's your choice. God bless you. But the reality of the matter is, is he a max player right now? No. Could he potentially grow into being a max player? Sure. The potential is there. He has the skill set. He has a good basketball IQ. He has all the tools he needs to become that great player. Somebody like you that you want to call Giannis. And to me... I don't see him in the Valley of the Sun next season. I think if you're the Phoenix Suns, you walk. You walk away. And I think if you are the Los Angeles Clippers, I think you take a very hard look at DeAndre Ayton and bringing him into that lineup that features Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Reggie Jackson, and so forth. Now, even if you have to do a sign and trade, because Zubak is not going to get you there. I'm sorry, Terrence, man. What's the uh, what's the uh, the what's his name? Luke Kennard. Uh, Luke Kennard. I trade him. I put him in a package deal. They just signed him though. So salaries match now. <laughs> salaries match. Because here's the thing: if you're the Los Angeles Clippers, and here's the thing about the Clippers, this is it for them. This is it. The Los Angeles Clippers, before Ballmer breaks up that team, they have to get to the at least to the NBA Finals to keep that team together, to convince Steve Ballmer to keep that team together, and Jerry West, for that matter, Lawrence Frank, and the rest of those guys in that front office, to keep that team together. And, and I don't blame them. Because if I'm Steve Ballmer and I paid $2 billion for a team that is second-rated in the city of Los Angeles, and I can't get to it, at least sniff the draws of the NBA Finals, And I got a brand new arena, a state-of-the-art arena I'm about to build and open up in a couple of years in the city of Inglewood, right across from SoFi Stadium, the home of the NFL Super Bowl champion Rams. Then what is is the reason for me keeping this team together? Because I'm going to tell you something. If they break this team up, guess who's going to be the odd man out? Kawhi Leonard. They're going to roll with Paul George more than likely. And if you got a guy like DeAndre Ayton, it ain't bad. It ain't really bad. It ain't the end of the world. But I tell you what, if you sign a guy like DeAndre Ayton and you have a healthy Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, Reggie Jackson and those boys, you better get to the NBA Finals. You talking all this noise about, oh, man, if Dallas, if we were there, Dallas wouldn't get out the first round like they normally. Okay, well, we're going to see. Drop the Drop the money. Mr. Bomber, drop the money. Make it make sense. You get somebody like him. Hell, you can even get a Rudy Gobert. Get, get you a sizable big that makes some noise. And I'd be willing to bet they can make the NBA Finals. If they don't, it's over. It's over. And you talk about Giannis. Whew. Giannis, the Milwaukee Bucks, goodness gracious. They got their asses handed to them, too, in Game 7. Now, again, you, you, you expected them to lose a Game 7 and get the beat down in Beantown because they tricked off an opportunity in Game 6 to put this team away. And with no healthy Chris Middleton, you knew that was going to be a tall task. And I don't necessarily blame Giannis because he's one individual. I look at the other guys around him, but I also have to also have to look at Giannis for this factor. What was he doing to motivate guys around him and, and stressing the fact that this is it? There is no game eight. We either win this and move on or we go the hell home. 
what were his words to his teammates to rally his teammates and to gain his troops around him to continue to play ball because you knew the Boston Celtics were going to come out swing you knew that And here's the thing about the Boston Celtics. They've not done a damn thing. You know why? This was expected. The failure of the season with them not winning the championship. That's a failed season. And what do you really have to show for it? You have a sometime healthy, sometime not healthy Robert Williams III, who I think is immensely talented. You got old man AARP Al Horford <laughs> out there. I mean, he got some burn in one game. You thought, man, what is this dude taking? I bet you he you be like, man, what is this dude taking? Because that dude that dude runs like six months an hour. Six and that dude <laughs> that dude burned Giannis on that play in what was it, game six? Goodness gracious. Or game what was it game six or game four? Goodness gracious. And we ain't seen Al Horford since. That man damn it probably had to be on a respirator. He ain't he ain't ran that oh, much in years. Come on. Come on. Don't have me defending the Celtics right now. And here's the thing. No, here's the thing. Everybody talks about this as Giannis's league. But it's not. Stop lying to yourselves and stop lying to other people. It's not Giannis's league. You know why? Because he got lucky with one championship. And now he's at home with his feet up. You know why? Because it's not his league yet. Everybody wants to always crown somebody. Oh, he's the next this. Or this is his. This is this person's time. Or this is his league. Guess what? Everybody kept talking about LeBron when it was really Kobe's time, and Kobe and Kobe held it down until about 2011. When that when after they won that championship and beat the Celtics in seven, that's when LeBron took over. That was LeBron's reign right there. When he went to South Beach and went to Miami, that's when King James reigned. That's when it started. But before that, he came into the league, what, 2003? So that's about, what, seven years? The bumps, the bruises, the sweeps. Well, I forget, he got swept by three Hall of Famers, by the San Antonio Spurs. Y'all forget that. Y'all don't want to mention that about old King James and his legacy, but we got to put that on the map. Y'all want to crown him King James and all this other stuff. No, nah, it was Kobe time. It was Black Mamba time. Then King James emerged. And it became his league. And then there was a young dude out of Davidson named Steph Kirby. They said, hold up, wait a minute. I'm representing the Yay area. Hold up. Then there was another young dude named Clay Thompson that joined him. Then there was a dude named Draymond that said, you know what, I'm going to get drafted too. And they started winning championships. But Steph Curry was so damn lethal, it wasn't even funny. Did everybody want to say it was KD's time? No. KD's an incredible player. But it's not his time. Now, whose time is it? I still think it's Steph's time. Because Steph's still playing. Giannis, LeBron, KD, all watching Steph at home on their respective couches or in their million dollar setup to get their bodies right for another season. Or LeBron ain't dancing like he, like he 23. Knowing <laughs> damn well he's 38 and better start acting like it. His hairline is. His hairline is 53. <laughs> I said it. Why we clowning? <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, man. You know, and, and it's I'll, not Giannis time yet. I, and I'll eat my crow on that one. I, I really thought he was going to come through and show the world that he was ready to take over and be the man of, of the league. But uh, even though his stats were amazing, he, he's the first player to have like 200 points in the series and 50 rebounds and blocks and all that. Amazing. But a homeboy does not have killer instinct. And the thing is, if you can piss off Al Horford by a look after you dunk on him and he's like, all right, and comes back and burns you, you're not ready to be the face of this league. So I hear on Team A with Nick Hamilton will say I was wrong. You can train with the Mamba. You can watch the Mamba. You can put on the Mamba's jersey. But you ain't the Mamba. No. And I agree with you on the killer instinct part. 
He, he and that's it. something I've always said. This is why I call. This is why and people are going to slam me for this. But this is why I said he's the luckiest champion of all time right now because he got it on shit. He got the luck of the draw. He, he, he's, he's that all shucks guy, and that's not going to work if you want to be the face of the league. You, you know, you'll get endorsements, but you, that's there's no killer instinct whatsoever. And that's the problem. Everybody wants to crown this dude. And that's why I said you got to be very careful when you crown people. Yeah. Everybody wanted to crown Luca a couple years ago. I'm like, wait a minute. What has this guy truly done at this point for you guys to be crowning him and to lather this dude up and be ball washing this dude? Yeah. Now we can see, okay, Luca has helped his team in an instrumental way get to the Western Conference Finals. Now we can start saying, okay, now we're on Luca watch. Right. We're on Luca watch. Same way we're on, on Ice Trey watch. When Trey Young was taking his team to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Yeah. Now we can say we want Trey watch. Why? Because he single-handedly put his team on his back. All by himself. The same thing with Luka Dantich. I give more props to Luka Dantich than I do Giannis. Luka had to go through a gauntlet because Luka didn't have a Chris Middleton. He didn't have a Drew Holiday. Okay? So, guess what? Luka had to take his... Luka couldn't get out the first round to save his life. Yeah. He's got no other star on that team. I don't give a damn what y'all say. Name me another star on that team. I'll wait. You can't say Dinwiddie or Dinwiddie or whatever his name is. You you better not say no damn Dinwiddie. I, I'm not. I'm saying people. Not you. Other... I'm saying people listening. You better not say no damn Dinwiddie. <laughs> He's by himself. I'll bro. laugh you out the damn building. He's by you himself. You better not say no crap like that. But the the, the fact I, I I'm telling you, the whole series changed when when uh, what's his name Booker hit that ball out of his hands and that just activated him. You can see it in his face. Like, oh, the finals last year. Yeah. No. 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 no this this series. With Devin Booker, you- like, all right, so he was walking to the line to hand the ball to the referee or something, and he knocked it out of his hands. And Luka turned around and looked at him and said, okay, mother effer. And that changed everything. That oh, just yeah. activated yeah, him right. to a whole other level. And as soon as you're I right. saw that, I said, ooh, man, you don't want to do that. You do not want to piss off Luka. He reminds me of a very more, a much more advanced Larry Bird. <laughs> I'll say this much. Luca, certain aspects of watching old film kind of reminds me of a Drazen Petrovic. Oh, yeah. That's a great comparison. In certain, in certain aspects. Yeah. I'm not saying he was Drazen, but I'm saying there's certain aspects of Drazen's games. You go back and watch yeah. some of the old film, you look at Luca, and I wouldn't be surprised if Luca studied Drazen. I obviously. wouldn't be surprised either. But he, got, he has certain aspects of that, and that's the thing that I look at. And this is why I'm saying Dallas needs another star to pair with Luca. I don't think Dallas – well, you know what? I'm going to save that for the other side of the break. You were listening to TMA with Nick Hamilton on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Come on back. This is Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. And then you give me that puppy look. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good thing nobody can see you crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. (laughs) You can be a Richard sometimes. (laughs) 
Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word won. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. you, you got to take those losses. you got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. Make sure you hit up my man, Big Brother Jake, at Big Brother Jake on Instagram and the Twitter. Now, before the break, the Western Conference Finals. We now know that the Dallas Mavericks will take on the Golden State Warriors on Wednesday night. And we all know that the Miami Heat will be taking on the Boston Celtics on Tuesday night. I'm going to say this really quick. I think the Dallas Mavericks are a formidable team. I think they are a team to be respected, not taken lightly. I think if there was a, a playoff coach, if there was a coach of the playoffs, I think J.C. Kidd should win that. I do believe Monty Williams was the right candidate to win coach of the year because during the regular season, he did have the best team. And he coached that team. They were down at times without Chris Paul. They were down at times without Devin Booker. And they still managed to find ways to win games and win ball games handsomely. So he deserved to be coach of the year. I don't want to hear anybody talking about, oh, man, Jason Kidd should be coach. You're in the now. You're a prisoner of the moment. Monty Williams should be coach of the year. Everybody wanted to scream about Monty Williams getting robbed. Was it a couple years ago when he should have got coach of the year then? Everybody wanted to scream how much he got robbed, and he did get robbed. I agree with that. But don't start talking about now, oh, Jason Kidd, because you want to be the new flavor of the month. No. Fall back. Monty Williams won coach of the year, and he should have. Again, if there's a if there's a a coach of the playoffs, Jason Kidd, if there was an award for such, I think Jason Kidd should win that. Absolutely. So I'm picking the Warriors in six. I think the Warriors beat the Mavericks. I think they have more experience. I think that experience will help carry them. And Luca needs another star. If Luca had another bona fide star aside of him, I'd probably pick the Mavericks to go to the NBA Finals. But then Woody ain't enough. Jake, your thoughts, sir? I see it this way. I think that series goes seven. Luke is going to have at least two to three 40-plus point games. High game will be 47 points. Because as much as Draymond Green is great at defense, he's lost a step. We all know that, all right? 
And Luka's just hard to guard. Like, watching him play against the Clippers, you know, when, when they were playing them in the playoffs, that dude could score at will. He rarely has a bad game, but it's Steph's league, as you said. And I couldn't agree with you more. And Steph is built for moments like this. And I think the Warriors will beat them, but they're not going to get away with it easily because Dallas mm-hmm. is – with Jason Kidd as coach, and, and the Lakers realized that when they won in 2020, he was very much undervalued. That man can coach his ass off because he is a basketball savant, all right? So there's no way I believe the Mavericks can beat him. I'm, and I'm only saying seven because the Warriors sometimes, they'll take their foot off the gas. That's just me. Okay. I will say I will agree with one thing that Pat Beverly talked about in the first seven that he did say is that, yo, man, when I have to face Steph Curry, I go to bed early at night. He did that with LeBron, too. When I got to deal with when I got to deal with Luka Doncic, I go to bed early. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I, I pay attention. And he's absolutely now. That's the one thing he was absolutely spot on about. Absolutely. Steph will light you up for 50 easily. He'll drop. He'll drop nine, eight or nine three pointers on you in a heartbeat. Yep. And God help you if Clay Thompson gets hot, Woo. and he's just dishing. Now he's just dishing the ball. Or Jordan Poole just goes off the off the off the charts. He now he just starts dishing the ball. Now he's just he's just toying with you because yeah. now he knows he can dish the ball to those guys, yep. and they're gonna knock it down. Absolutely, you know. Um, so yeah, I get that. Now swing on over to the East Coast really quick. Boston, Miami. I don't think Eric Spoelstra will be out coached in this series. No. I do think with Jimmy Buckets, you got P.J. Tucker. You have, you know, the sixth man of the year mm-hmm. on the squad as well. Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero. The hero. The hero <laughs> ball. Yes. You know, and a collection of those guys in Miami. And I like the ball. I like Jason Tatum. I think Jason Tatum is an absolute stud. But I don't think they'll have enough to beat the Miami Heat. In this series. So I'm going to go Miami in seven. See, and I, I'm going to flip-flop with you from the last series. I'm going to say mm. Miami in six because Jimmy Butler wants that ring so bad. And I hate the Celtics. I don't care who's on the team. I, I, you know, I'm a hater. I'm, I'm never going to like the Celtics. I'm never going to pick them. Okay, I will pick them on occasion <laughs> because I'm a hater. But Miami's just too good. They're, they're stacked too deep. And they have they have the experience. The Celtics don't have the, the, the experience that Miami does. I say Miami in six. And we got ourselves a Warriors Heat final. That's what I say. And, you know, okay. it's not gospel, but this is that's that's my opinion. Okay. Well, we're going to see. Oh, I'll tell you what. The Lakers are in trouble. Because more than likely, Russell Westbrook is going to continue to be on the team. <laughs> and they are going. Name, I don't give a damn about no Russell Westbrook, Westbrook. <laughs> So, West Fall, Westwood. What if Patrick West Beverly World. said that though, man? Then you'd be on his head too. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. For that, I give Patrick Beverly a pass if he said that because it's absolutely true. I mean, it's it, absolutely true. I give. I, I. I would. I would actually not say a word if Pat Beverly said that. You know why? Because Pat Beverly's absolutely correct with that. Well, he knows how and to guard. Pat Beverly that word. Yeah, he anyway. knows how to guard him. Yeah. Yeah. Lakers are in trouble, but I. I don't think he has a, another bad year. That. That's just a fluke. That's just a fluke. I'm not saying he's going to be well, all-star material, but he's not going to be as bad as he was. clock is wrong twice a day. Yep, I know. That's my that's me in a nutshell right there. <laughs> so you'll be wrong again because oh. he's going to suck once again. Him, So him, street clothes, and, and old King Henry. I mean, King oh, James. God, you're on one today. <laughs> and you going to sit up here and tell me they're going to make the playoffs and go deep in the playoffs they with won't. that roster? They're not, they're not built for it. We don't even have a damn. What? Who's gonna be in control? Who's who's gonna hire? Who's who's gonna hire the person? Who's gonna hire the damn coach? We don't even know who they gonna hire. We, first, it was supposed to be Mark Jackson. Then it was supposed to be possibly Doc Rivers because the key card wasn't gonna work in Philly. Mm-hmm. Then, then, then they said, "Oh no, Doc's gonna be on him for another year." Because Daryl Morey is smart like that. You know why Daryl yeah. Morey is going to keep him on another year? Because in case anything happens, it doesn't go that way. He got a scapegoat. Yep. yep. You don't let your scapegoat leave the barn. And now they're talking. So Daryl Morey is smart for that. Let's not forget everybody is praising Nick Nurse, too. Oh, he's, you know. Nurse! Yeah. Nah. No, the Lakers need a doctor, not a nurse. And I'm sorry. <laughs> That's not going to help. They're going to get some Rudy Poot individual that they can, that they can control and they can say, hey, 
you know what? I'll do it the Laker way because that's the only way that's going to work. And I'll do it the LeBron way. That's exactly what's going to happen to them. Yeah. The Lakers are not going to win another championship no. as long as LeBron James and West Brick is on that team. <laughs> They're not. You can book it. <laughs> if And if I'm wrong, I'll come on these same airwaves and I will admit that I was wrong. But you know what? I ain't going to have to do that because I ain't going to be wrong. Because you know why? Every team's going to get better next year. Not name the Los Angeles Lakers. Because mm. that organization is in complete disarray. We don't even know who the damn leader is. We know who the owner is. We don't know who the person that's making the final decisions are because there's too many damn people to name. It's a whole, you got a whole Thanksgiving table full of people. <laughs> Nobody want to cook. <laughs> who the hell going to call the turkey? Everybody want to call the damn turkey. <laughs> Nobody want to bring the dressing. Nobody want to bring the mac and cheese. Nobody want to cook the collard greens. Everybody want to cut the damn turkey. Right. Everybody want to be in charge, but the person that should be in charge and should not be be, be being pulled every which way from Sunday. Mm. Mm-hmm. By the way, brilliant. did you read that brilliant article by uh, Bill Plasky? He did a great job, by the way, when he talked to Jeannie Buss about, did you read the Jeannie Buss article? I, I did not. I did not catch that one. I talked to Bill Plasky, who was that, Friday. I ran. Into, I bumped into him on Friday and I talked about it. I told him, I said, man, you did a really good job, which he did. Bill Plasky does good, does oh, good I, work. I, I'm I mean, a fan that's why they keep him at the LA Times. I'm he does great work. He does. And I told him, I said, man, I said, I thought you did a fantastic article, but I didn't think that helped her at all. No. I think it, I think it made things worse. I think sometimes silence is golden and sometimes it goes platinum. <laughs> and she should have went platinum. With no features. Because, <laughs> we, yeah, because she, I, her speaking on stuff just opened up Pandora's box even more. I saw the quote. I just didn't read the whole article. And, and what- I'm like, <laughs> what, what do you expect to achieve? Look at this roster. And then you say, oh, well, Phil is saying that he wants LeBron trade, which I wouldn't listen. It wouldn't surprise me if they did trade LeBron. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised. The Bush family has done. Listen, when they trade, when Dr. Bush traded Shaquille O'Neal, most people were surprised that he traded Shaquille O'Neal basically in favor of Kobe Bryant. Yep. And Shaquille still had a couple years left in him. He was still in his prime. He did. And that's why he and, and the one thing I will say, Dr. Bus did pretty much said, where do you want to go? I'll send you there. But you are not going to be in a Laker uniform come next season. Mm-hmm. Shaq wanted to go to Miami, called his old buddy, Pat Riley, said, hey, let's make let's make a deal. Yep. And as they say, the rest is history. And I, I wouldn't be, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying it wouldn't surprise me if it happened. Yep. It would not surprise me in the least if that happened. If you want to be like your daddy, well, Pops was full of surprises. That's for damn sure. <laughs> and God bless his memory because he created a winning culture and a winning franchise with the Los Angeles Lakers. There will never be another great owner like Dr. Buss. I will say that. Thanks. All right, man. I smell something cooking, man. What you got in the kitchen, man? You better go check the pots or something, man. All right. Don't burn my food. <laughs> It's always something to talk about. Let's check out the Moments Brunch. What's cooking this week, guys? All right. <laughs> so you got me all twisted today, man. You are on one. All right. Reds rookie pitcher Hunter Green had a tremendous outing on the mound. Pitched seven and one-thirds innings on a no-hitter until bad fielding by, by the refs cost him the game. Green has been good thus far. How long before Green wants out of Cincinnati? Mm. Two days ago. Well, <laughs> let me say let me let, let me say this. I think Hunter Green could be a face of any franchise in Major League Baseball. He's a good kid. He's a great. He has great uh, great baseball IQ. The kid is immensely talented. He can pitch. He has good control. Um, he's only going to get better. He's young, but eventually he's going to get tired of losing. And if the Cincinnati Reds aren't going to put the proper staff around him to ensure that things like this don't consistently continue to happen as he continues to progress in his career. And as long as he stays healthy, I don't see him finishing his career with the Cincinnati Reds. I can tell you that much. I give it a few years before he starts wanting out and starts shopping himself as a free agent. I say two years because Cincinnati does not have a winning tradition. Not since Eric Davis was there, you know, not since the seventies with the big red machine. You know, and Cincinnati is a place when you win, they love you, 
And when you lose, they talk about your mama and your background and everything else, bro. So, I'm just and this saying. big red machine is broken. Much like a McDonald's ice cream machine. Moving on. <laughs> Billboard, the Billboard Music Awards uh, were in full swing on Sunday night in Sin City. How would you rate the show? And did Puff Daddy do great as a host? How do you feel he did? Well, as me being fresh from Vegas, yes. uh, just touched down. Just touched down. Oh, man. First of all, it was hot as hell in Vegas. We're talking about we're in the middle of freaking Maine. It feels like I was in July. Hey, It was 100 every single day I was in Vegas. Perfect, perfect pool weather, bro. No, I got to walk <laughs> in that. I got to do. I got to go to work. Oh, listen. To I would love to be in the pool when I got a chance to go to the pool for a split second. But that my whole time wasn't by the pool. I want to go into Mandalay Bay and the Encore pool and all these other pools that, you know, Circa and all these other pools, pool spots. No, I didn't have time. I had to work. So I got to get, I got to, only so much casino walking you can get through before you got to go back outside across yes. the bridge and yes. get back over. Yes. It's like playing hopscotch. So, man, first of all, it was a lot of great festivities. Uh, out. There was a lot going on out there. They had the Lovers and Friends concert. Uh, I heard that was cool. I heard there was gunfire there, though. No, that was alleged. First, somebody yelled out that there was one, and people obviously scrambled, and some people got trampled on and hurt, but they didn't find any evidence of any firearms or any type of weapons. So let me clear. I want to clear that up right now, too, um, according to a couple of people I spoke with mm-hmm. uh, over the weekend. But also, too, um, so Hard Lovers and Friends was cool. I didn't go because my they didn't they denied my credential. So to okay. hell with them. Okay. Um, but went to the Billboard Music Con, the first the first annual Billboard Music Con, which was pretty cool. Machine Gun Kelly, Lotto, uh, mm. you know, as we all know, Lotto is, is uh, she's on the rock, continuing to be on the rise as a, as a performer and as an artist, straight out of the ATL. Um, and then he had a, a, a great show, man. DJ Britney Sky set it off. She was on the ones and twos, representing for the culture, representing for the ladies on the ones and twos, mm-hmm. and then that paved way for my man. Todd Dollar Sign and Todd Dollar Sign can control the crowd. Let me tell you, I am one of Ty the Dolla biggest. Dollar Sign is dope. I I love Ty Dollar Sign. I I don't care what anybody says. He's one of the dopest vocalists ever, ever. And it can arrange. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Range. That dude has the one of the most smoothest voices. I would pay I'm money saying. to see that dude. And my man is on a now he got him a Smirnoff commercial. Or two. Yes, <laughs> my man Ty Dolla Sign coming, coming up. up, man. I, I'm loving to see the the the, the development, and the progress, man. Watching yes. his career develop all the way to where it is right now, man. I'm so I'm I'm really tremendously proud of that brother, man. He's really doing a lot of good stuff, man. So, deserves every accolade him, he gets. Every accolade he deserves, it, man. Props I'm a big him, fan, man. Big fan. Ty Dolla Sign. I'm telling you, man. He's our generation, Rick James. <laughs> Yeah, for real. I, well, I, as long I'm as he doesn't go down the path of Rick James, I think he'll be just fine. No, 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 no. But I'm saying, as I know far what you as mean. Musically yeah, being absolutely. gifted, absolutely, absolutely. And to be able to to have that that attractive vibe that, yes. that the fans are attracted to, man, that's what that reminds me of, man. Just real talk. I've seen him at a couple Clipper games, and he he is a man of the people. And he has a dog no, he, he brings around with him too, which is kind of funny too. <laughs> and I think I, I, if you talk about Puff Daddy, I think Puff Daddy did a really good job, man. Him being executive yes. producer and being the host, that's a lot, man. That's a lot of work. That's a lot to do. Yep. And he made sure that he he executed very well and props to Mary J. Blige yes. for winning the Icon Award yes. and having another icon like Janet Jackson oh. come out. And Janet Jackson ain't aged a day. Woo. She could still get and it. And she came out of the game, the queen of hip-hop sold Mary J. Blige an award. She can still get it. And seeing those two <laughs> icons on the stage, man. Yes. Phenomenal. Heaven on stage. Phenomenal. Megan Thee Stallion was great. She had an outstanding performance. Props to Megan Thee Stallion for what she did. Um, I love the fact how Puffy was showcasing his brands. He is the, the he, is, he is definitely the king of cool uh, yeah. brand ambassador. Deleon, yeah. Ciroc. And uh, we actually have some Ciroc, man. The, 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 we got ready for the summer early. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. So yeah. Well, on that That's note, <laughs> remember the Ciroc, the Ciroc spritz? Yeah. Yes, the Ciroc was very yeah. good, very good, yeah. and summer did kick off early. So I appreciate you for hooking that up, my man. So all day. With man, that thank being you. said, that is the, the moment's brunch. <laughs> and thank you so much for everybody tuning in this week. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. If you missed any portion of this broadcast, make sure you download, subscribe to us on all streaming platforms at SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, all for free 99. And for my producer and engineer extraordinaire, Big Brother Jake, aka Jake Warner, and myself, I can thank everybody at SiriusXM, Slam Radio, and Nightcast Media. And thank all of you for tuning in once again. I appreciate it. Hope everybody has a good start to the rest of the week. And please be safe out there. Take care of one another. And let's get things done the way they're supposed to be done. Protect your neck, y'all. We in the wind like paper planes. The views and opinions expressed on TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose, are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.